everyone, this is Aurora with Supercharged Science and today we're going to be talking about how to set up your homeschool science uh, room for the year. And before I forget, if you're serious about taking a deeper dive into exactly what you need to teach this year for your homeschool kids, you don't know what order, what grade level, you can go to my website www.superchargedscience.com. I've got a download in there, you just click on the grade and it tells you everything you need to cover for this year for your kids for science. So that's all taken care of. So you can go, to, you can get it from www.superchargedscience.com. Okay, so um, how do you set up your room? I mean, if most people don't, they won't have a room this big. It's actually a multi-purpose room right now. Um, but how do you set up your space? And what are the most important things you need to have when you are teaching science to your kids in a way that instills learning and instills a love of learning? Um, it really gives them some solid science to go on and you're not just growing like a carrot seed. <laughs> Something that that has a lot of background and fundamental principles embedded in it. And it doesn't isn't like work and it's not hard. You know, I actually did some research and I was thinking, well, surely there are a lot of great articles already out there. I can just post, you know, where to find them. And I realized the ones I was looking for just look pretty. They're like for the parents or they're for the people that like to take photographs. And most of them aren't very functional. You know, they've, they spent a lot of time and effort painting the room the right color. They've got, you know, everything is organized in a neat little rows and the crayons are all sorted. And but most kids don't care about that kind of thing and it doesn't most kids aren't inspired by that to want to learn more so let me show you and we're going to share with you um, some of the most important things to do with your homeschool uh, when you're setting up your homeschool classroom uh, for your kids this year um, for example if you want your kids to learn violin would you keep the violin in a case and shove it in the back closet no, right? Same thing goes when you're learning anything. So you'll see I've got telescopes out here, telescope that the kids can actually touch and practice and play with. Um, we also have things like, oh, now where was Ghana again? <laughs> and so they're going to have access to things and it's out and it's reachable for them. Um, things, uh, for example, we pulled, I thought was a tick out of my kids last, yesterday. They, even before me, they put it on the slide and they had it in the microscope. And oh, normally there's a book. They must have taken the book to do research. <laughs> um, and so they can, it's a quick reference. So when they see something, they're like, oh my goodness, that's wonderful. What is it? And so having the microscope out and ready for them to use. Now, this goes with saying that also you've got a lesson in there that shows them exactly how to use the equipment that you've got out. So it's not just a free for all and they're damaging things. Um, but you have the equipment, you show them how to use it, you train them, you teach them, and then you give it to them. And so a telescope like this, I think it was $80. Maybe, no, actually, I take that back. This was like 150. A microscope like this, this was about 125. Um, and so it's an investment, but these are things you're going to use over and over. And it's, now this isn't science, but you've See, I've got my weaving loom out here. This is for kids to use. So again, if you want your kids to play the piano, you don't shove the piano in the back corner. You keep stuff out. Um, and that's actually what was missing from a lot of the, the, the images that I saw in the pictures, where um, the articles when I was looking to see how other people set up their classrooms. I've got a periodic table here, um, as well as I've got state maps and world maps. So things are up and they're out. Now, if you don't have a lot of space, I've put them on the ceiling before when I had a really tiny space. Um, and it was really funny to see the kids trying to find out where France was. <laughs> so that, that's my first tip, have stuff out and ready for them um, and stuff that they can handle. Now other things include um, live specimens. So for example, our hermit crab here is he's taking a bath right now. Um, but the kids are caring for these and that has so many other lessons in it, doesn't it? Um, things about responsibility, leadership, all that kind of stuff is wrapped up in caring for animals. We have our um, ant farm over here. 
and kids can look at that. We are also growing painted lady butterflies um, in here. And so the kids are working on those. And so this is a multi, multi-week project as well. My girlfriend actually uh, is an uh, elementary school teacher, and she did this for her classroom, and she had about 100 of them. Um, but unfortunately, she didn't time it well, and so when she opened them up, it was over Christmas break, and she had about 100 butterflies all over her house. <laughs> she actually didn't use ornaments on her tree that year, and it was just covered with butterflies. <laughs> okay, so you've got equipment, and you've also got the references that you need and that are just out. And they don't have to be pretty, and it doesn't have to color coordinate and match. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be interesting to kids. Does this make sense? Okay, um, and so if you, oh, there's a couple other things I wanted to point out. There are some other things here, if you'll look. Uh, and we, we change things up every so often, and it gives the room a fresh energy. Um, for example, my daughter's learning how to crochet. And so, of course, we're going to leave it out. We're not going to throw it in the, uh, somewhere uh, in the back closet. We also have games that are out ready to play, strategy games like this one. Um, we have puzzles over here. You can see we have different puzzles. My husband made me a three-dimensional tic-tac-toe. So these things are out, and they can just grab them and play. And we have tons of books that they can read anytime. Um, that are back there. So that is um, probably one of my biggest tips. I'll give you two more really quick as well. Um, some of the other things we'll have out is like a table like this with the current activity. It could be marble runs. It could be we were work starting to work on a puzzle last night. Something that doesn't require a lot of brain work, but it allows your family to connect. It allows you guys just to be around um, and, and do kind of a mindless thing <laughs> without um, having the need to think too much because everybody needs downtime. So you need a couple of those in there as well. So not everything is so thick and heavy, like having um, doing microscope studies or a set of binoculars are great or um uh, or a telescope and microscopes and stuff like that. So um, you need, uh, I would encourage you to have several different types of activities, not just, um, not just hardcore uh, typical instruments like this, but also um, have different levels. So you have different layers in your classroom. You have some that focus more on creativity, some that focus more on uh, the logic part of the brain, math puzzles. We have a whole, my kids know how to solve all of these, which is amazing. We have a whole bin just of these and they're out for kids to use as well. So there's a lot of different elements here and it looks simple, but it's not. Um, we also have a tool bench. So one of the best things we taught our kids was how to fix anything. So we have a whole bunch of handyman books. Um, so every time something breaks in the house, they go over to their tool bench. Every kid has their own um, uh, toolbox. They pull it out and they get the book and they fix it with dad <laughs> or with mom. And so it's practical, it's educational, and it's, it's fun. And it makes doing life with your kids uh, a whole lot more fun and enjoyable than sticking to a rigid curriculum where you're step one, step two, step three. Um, but there's much more flow to it and much more individuality. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, if you're really serious about doing science with your kids and you need support, you need help, you don't know where to start, you feel overwhelmed, you're too, you don't know if you're doing it right. <laughs> you don't have time to teach science. It's not your thing. It's not your background. Um, you go to superchargedscience.com, download the free packet that I have there. It's a deep dive into what you should be teaching when. And if you want us to do the teaching for you, we can do that as well. You can. We have a whole entire online school. Kids run it, or the kids, um, you set your kids up and they are good to go on their own. They get all their science lessons from me personally, where we do, we have over 2,500 science lessons. So it's for K through 12. So you can give that a look too. Um, so again, my name's Aurora with Supercharged Science. I hope this has been helpful, and I will see you guys next time.